What does your shirt yeah, say? I think it, oh, sorry. Um, I got this at Value Village. It says I have enough shoes, and in ah! and, then it said, and then it says said no one ever. <gasps> you have lots of shoes. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, I bought it at Value Village for three dollars and fifty cents. Nice. <laughs> Along with um, a Ghostbusters shirt. Yeah. From twenty seventeen, it said in the inside tag, but it looks faded. Somebody, it was well loved, well washed, I guess. But it's like oh. just the ghost, like no logo on it. And I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, I haven't been what to else did I buy? in a while. <laughs> yeah, I think I just bought like a plain like striped t-shirt too or something. Oh, pardon me. So I was like the amount of funny like sayings and stuff they had on t-shirts. I should go here more often. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I always find more than I intended to buy, especially if I bring rain. <laughs> Cool. I didn't expect to find like a like retro looking ghost. Yeah. No, no, not not there necessarily. You gotta look for a good find at secondhand places. (laughs) Yeah, and then said like, "Who you gonna call?" And I was like, "Yeah, nice like Ghostbusters." Yeah. I like that. They sometimes have cool little like knickknacks and then like seasonal like Halloween stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm typically the one that's gonna go and buy like weird random mugs or like <laughs> a cup or something yeah. for my wall. But I normally yeah. I don't think I've ever bought clothes other than the my leather jacket. I don't think I've ever bought anything clothing wise really there. Oh really? Oh yeah. Well, you find a jam occasionally. I like shopping at places like that. I don't mind it for like you know, tops and yeah, jackets and stuff like that. But yeah, I've bought shoes, I've bought purses there before. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was places where they would sell used bras and stuff like that that we would go to, and then they have big stuff in the bins. And I don't mind going through the bins, but like the used underwear is where I just like, I'm like, yeah. no, I draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's too much <laughs> I drop a line at bodily few fluids well just like underwears and like swimsuits yeah yeah no <sighs> all right you are listening to castles and cryptids where the castles are haunted and the cryptids are cryptic as fuck i'm alana i'm kelsey <laughs> and you are listening to episode 52 52 Mm -hmm. times you heard that little intro maybe possibly if you've been here from the beginning (laughs) you heard our little wolf howl I should have just got Fenrir to record that my dog and just saved some money (laughs) (laughs) I I have no musical talent though like of that audio kind (laughs) well we could have like recorded a creaky door your dog <laughs> and then um I had Pat like just to remix <laughs> put on some of your spookiest yeah tracks that you own yeah because it's got some weird records <laughs> it's true uh, next time next time 
no I yeah it's like I really like our our intro music and our our logo art and all that stuff I think everybody did a really good job um Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah we're here to talk about aliens today that's really exciting it's been a little while it's been a minute (laughs) a long time yeah or maybe it's just been a short time but we were abducted and the time was distorted and we don't know (laughs) yeah possible um no this one comes out um speaking of time oh april 15th okay halfway through might look like spring by this time this comes out and by the time this comes out patreon uh videos will be up to date i wanted to let you guys know our january Uh cryptid cupcake cupcakes (laughs) i captioned it like we make some chocolate cup snake cupcakes (laughs) on patreon and i was like say that five times fast (laughs) yeah and then um, yeah. fail how many times I failed at making a Bigfoot cupcake. Yeah, I didn't maybe get the right icing. We'll try again. And now I have Bigfoot um, cookie cutters yeah. too. So, <laughs> yeah, coming Cookies soon. would be easier to decorate because it's flatter. Yeah, I just need a better piping bag and like some nice thick icing. And then we can just boop, 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 make it look like the nice hair yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, by the time this comes out, then that one will be out. That was from January um, for your birthday. We did that one. Yeah. And then our February one will be out too, which is our Vegas jaunts and haunts. And yeah, you can watch me get electrocuted. <laughs> and <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm like, it seems so long ago already. I know. <laughs> but it was fun and then yeah like just some of the weird shit we saw some of the fun um excursions um yeah that place was trippy the meow wolf i just have to finish editing that yeah so weird it was crazy i was telling my sister about it (laughs) i was like they had like it looked like a regular grocery store for the most part when you first got in there until you got up close to things and then everything was weird and behind yeah. the meat counter there was like it was like the thinking man statue but he's made all of hamburger and just like everything is just so like yeah twin uh, peaks backwards whatever no <laughs> i showed my mom and dad a bunch of pictures and then yeah. um i showed them a couple of like the videos i took and then I found on YouTube, I think, like, a walkthrough. Um, oh. It, like, starts in the, re- in the like, grocery store. And then you, like, go through yeah. the tunnel in the cooler. And then, so it was, like, Ooh, cool, like, all the trippy, like, drink bottles, like, slowly melting. And then I was, like, yeah. And then you walk yeah. in this thing, and it's, like, alien spaceship. Wow. Oh, well, I wonder if that was official or if that, because I mean, they really didn't mind photography or videotaping, but I can't believe someone took the time to like, like slowly videotape the whole thing. That seems like it would take a while. It was like some sort of like trailer for it when it kind of opened. It was only a couple minutes long. But yeah, it was kind of cool. It didn't show like every room. It was just kind of like a montage type thing, but it was pretty cool. You really couldn't. I was taking 
videos of rooms where it was like, oh, well, it's hard to see what's going on here because there was a bunch of lasers. And then when you played with the lasers, they made different sounds. So of course it didn't like really transfer. It was pitch black in the room. It was hard to tell what was going on. <laughs> yeah, just like eight people standing there going, yeah. Yeah, and it's just doing like just the most random sounds. Some of them like, right? Oh, you think you're like looking at a big harp? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like red lasers. You're like, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Who thought of this? All right. <laughs> Way too much time on this. It was insane. <laughs> oh, it was really cool. I liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out Vegas. Thank you. Okay. Did we ever shout out our cab driver that we got like three times? Because I, I was thinking Ooh, about shit. that. No. Uh, what was his name? It started with an R. I think it was Robert. And he did like I podcasts. Because so. yeah, by the third time, I was like, podcast. I'm going to tell him. Yeah. Sorry. What? <laughs> he couldn't look up our podcast or something. So when he was stopped at a red light, he like handed you his phone. And how oh, yeah. I was just in bottom. <laughs> I was like, I'll help you up for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's hard to spell. And like, yeah, look, give me a sec. <laughs> yeah, so like out yeah. of what, maybe a quarter, like a fifth of the cab rides we had over four and a half days, we had him three times. Yeah, it's very unusual. That actually doesn't even happen to me. so weird. Yeah, even when I took cab home, cabs home every night in Edmonton when I was working at a bar, unless I called to the same person, it's like, there was no guarantee. <laughs> and it's, I'm sure Vegas is bigger than Edmonton. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right. It's it was at yeah. different times of days from different areas. Yeah. Like he was really yeah, was cool. I recognized him every time by like, I'd hear his voice and I look over and then he usually had his same, I think it was like a, like a U.S. flag on his mask. Like, cause they still have to wear mm. the masks when you're in the cabs and stuff. And I'd be like, yeah. oh, hey, it's you. <laughs> Do you remember us? Because I remember you. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And then I was like, well, we went to the Honda Museum because everyone's telling you what to go and do and see there. And then I was like, did you go to the Honda Museum? And then he like was like, no, I was too scared, like totally deadpan. But then I was like, oh, really? And he was like, no, I'm just kidding. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you really got me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah was everybody so had like a hundred recommendations on what <sighs> we should do we really didn't have enough time to do any <laughs> it's a great city I, I can see why people are proud to be like oh you should go do this or I heard this is cool but yeah it's a lot you're like okay I know <laughs> I've, yeah. I've seen all these cool things but I, I I don't know if I'll have time to do them all we wanted to go to that um, bar that had like outdoor games like Jenga on the tables and stuff. And we didn't get back to that. Yeah. Just a few different little places. Next time. Next time. <laughs> mm -hmm. <Ugh>. Well, <laughs> to kick this off, I do have a little bit of information about it's not necessarily a fun fact that we learned on the internet, but it's more of an explanation of the classes of the close encounters that we've all heard of yeah the close encounters of the the third kind being probably the most famous <laughs> the movie uh 
But sidebar, I did think about maybe calling this one Close Encounters All the Kinds. <laughs> the episode. Well, we'll see once we get into the stories if it ticks any of the other boxes. But in uh, ufology, or however you prefer to say it, I don't know. A close encounter is an event in which a person witnesses an unidentified flying object, of course. Um, this terminology and the system of classification behind it were first suggested in astronomer and UFO researcher J. Allen Hynek's 1972 book, The UFO Experience, A Scientific Inquiry. A I mean, scientific inquiry. <laughs> I now picture the guy that played Littlefinger because he also played Hynek in that Blue Book show, Project Blue Book, <laughs> just depicting the oh. actual Project Blue Book. Yeah, it was uh, the guy that played Littlefinger. <laughs> so <laughs> I may have visions of him whenever this guy's name comes up <laughs> but obviously he's big in, in ufo research um and the rest of the wikipedia is categories beyond hynek's original three have been added by others but have not gained universal acceptance mainly because they lack the scientific rigor that hynek aimed to bring to ufology ufology i'll never know how i want to say it but <laughs> I have such trouble with that word. When I see it, it confuses me. <laughs> when I hear yeah. it, I'm like, yeah, sounds great. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> U ufology. What is ufology? <laughs> no, but this was cool because it actually had a little bit expanded on the different kinds and they even include nocturnal lights. Not as the first kind, second kind, or anything, but just if you see lights, I mean, it could be, it's unidentified, it's lights, oh, okay. like lights in the night sky are unidentified flying object lights, no, <laughs> but, but they do count it as one of the class of, like, subclassifications, nocturnal lights and daylight discs, which is just UFOs seen in the daytime, generally having discoidal or oval shapes. They usually do. <laughs> what? Said or Tic Tacs. Yeah, which are pretty oval. Yeah, cigar shape, whatever they call them. They're usually quite rounded. Um, and then there's radar radar visual. So I guess that would probably just be if you saw them on your little blips on your radar screen. Uh -huh. I feel like in the uh Military. I was like, what's the flying military? <laughs> no, I have to cut it out. The Air, Air Force. Force. Thank you. Or the Navy. <laughs> the Navy has little radars, too. My partner of many years, Pat, who's in the military, is cringing. My sister's in the Navy. She's rolling her eyes. I'll cut it out. No, I, I won't. <laughs> Okay, but the close encounters of the first kind are visual sightings of an unidentified flying object, seemingly less than 500 feet or 150 meters away, that show an appreciable angular extension and considerable detail. Okay. And <laughs> close encounters of the second kind are 
classified as a UFO event in which a physical effect is alleged. This could be interference in the functioning of a vehicle or electronic device, um, animals reacting, uh, physiological effects such as paralysis or heat and discomfort in the witness, or some physical trace like impressions in the ground, scorched or otherwise affected vegetation or a chemical trace. Okay. Oh, okay. So they like That's the second one. They leave some kind of a mark. Yeah. And then close encounters of the third kind are UFO encounters in which an animated entity is present. These include humanoids, robots, and humans who seem to be occupants or pilots of a UFO. That's specific. I'd be up. I've never I heard of humans of a UFO. pilot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, huh? <laughs> um, and those are all the ones that J. Allen Hynek originally came up with, but there's a few that have been added over time that people have come up with that he didn't sanction kind of thing the <laughs> choked in my spit um the close encounters of the fourth kind is a ufo event in which a human is abducted by a ufo or its occupants and this type was not included in hynek's original close encounter scale uh it says hynek's erstwhile associate jacques valet argued in the journal of scientific exploration that the fourth kind should refer to, quote, cases when witnesses experienced a transformation of their sense of reality, so as to include non-abduction cases where absurd hallucinatory or dreamlike events are associated with UFO encounters. Um, okay. Is, those are still intense encounters if that happens, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then it said the film The Fourth Kind makes reference to this category, which I did see the film The Fourth I Kind. I don't think I've ever seen it. It had the girl um, from the Resident Evil, I think, Mila Jovovich or whatever. And, the, you know, she's from the, the Fifth Element and all that. The girl from um, that. Okay. I watched that movie not really paying attention to it. Just the fifth scary. element yeah oh it's funny though i mean it's yeah it's kind of a cult classic but yeah it's, i think it's funny no but this one was like uh the fourth kind was from my memories i was like oh yeah i didn't want that one have real clips in it but it was kind of like the pseudo documentary like the blair witch so it was supposed to seem uh, like it was based on real like the sound footage thing I well I think so but then she also said she was playing someone in the movie like Mila Jovovich was like I'm playing this person blah 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 but then if you look it up there's oh. also a documentary called Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind so basically the same name and it says it's a documentary about a real person and I'm like I didn't see that one I don't know <laughs> like that's very confusing it could be art imitating life or just life imitating art I don't know but finally, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Oh, no, all I'll say about that one is I remember also they had, there was the clips that I was like, oh, weren't those real clips? It was like alien guttural sounding voices that were like yelling Sumerian fucking language shit. <laughs> That's what I remember. It was freaky. It was, it was a freaky film. It's worth watching. 
I think. I think it's on my watch list on like Letterbox or something. <laughs> I don't know. But that might be a hot take or an unpopular opinion. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah. No, I would watch I'm it. I'm about to play a Gordon. <laughs> a Gordon. He's getting yeah. the full name treatment. Oh, sorry. So finally, a close encounter of the fifth kind <laughs> is a UFO event claiming direct communication between aliens and humans. So remember that. <laughs> Are you okay? He's so bad. Well, he's like taking up my entire torso. <laughs> are you being a thick kitty somebody i just read somewhere the other day that someone said oh cats are attracted to people working that's why they get in the way <laughs> i thought that was cute sounds um, right it's stuff that like the reason why cats like want to like play with your phone or like mess with your laptop when you're trying to use it and stuff yeah is they they like to imitate people so they oh. actually say one one way to like combat it is people will actually take cardboard and they'll like print out like a picture of like a laptop screen and a laptop keyboard and like glue it to like the cardboard or they'll have like a pillow made <laughs> that like looks like a laptop and then the cat just plays with the pillow and leaves their laptop alone it's kind of funny what if you got them like then, one of those kids toys like uh, i remember we had to play yeah. computer for rain <laughs> like, Here you go. <laughs> yeah and then like they'll show pictures where they'll be like yeah the cat doesn't mess with my laptop because when i'm on my laptop the cat's on his now and it shows the cat like <laughs> playing with his laptop and it's like oh my god that's hilarious i know i've seen them do it on like like i've never seen that that's that is hilarious <laughs> yeah but... it's pretty cute <laughs> um yeah some of the other podcasters in our groups and stuff and our friends are like they'll be like doing drawings one of them does a lot of those um on instagram the time lapse type of like of just of them sketching uh-huh. stuff and there was one they were sketching like a ouija board i think i remember and they're just like yeah my my thick kitty kept getting in the way and the butt the butt kept half appearing on the page you could see their little um what are those cats that are like kind of gray and brownish um I forget what they're called but like yeah like dark darker kind of darkish gray and like I'm not um, sure I'm not yeah. good with cat breeds cats are like weird that they have breeds <laughs> <laughs> we had one that was like this that I'm thinking of his name is Bo so my mom will know because she acquired him after we acquired him, <laughs> which is the only Aww. reason we ended up having two cats, Pat and I, because of people that lived at the apartment that uh, he was living in. And hey, if they need a good home. Oh my God, he looked right at me, he's so cute. Okay, <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> he owns my heart now. <laughs> he's just nuzzling his head like in my neck. His eyes are so blue. He looked at me yeah, and I was like, very, very blue. Oh no. The cats and the sniffles. Yeah. <laughs> I and the purring and, and hip 
Gordo like kicking my laptop, me being afraid he's gonna close Zoom. He looks very he's affronted so that you're Hold trying on. to accomplish anything productive. <laughs> he's like, How dare you? <laughs> you're so big. Okay. We're gonna have to put the laptop yeah. on you, Gordo. <laughs> Just kidding. <gasps> I did say your name. He's yes, so I did. Cute. Cute. Look at me again. <laughs> Those piercing blue eyes. It's like Zoolander. Blue steel. <laughs> so I think most people that know like UFOs know about well not covering today, the Berkshire UFO sighting. Maybe. It's a pretty, Some, it's a I don't know from the name that I know exactly which one it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've heard of it. I heard of it the first time, maybe a year or two ago, because um, they did an, when they rebooted that Unsolved Mysteries show Yeah. on Netflix. They actually mm -hmm. talked about it in one episode, and that was the first time I had heard about it. Oh, okay. I know I did yeah. watch the new Unsolved Mysteries. So then, okay. Yeah. They always have good stuff. They don't put it on there if it's just like, you know, like mostly it's crimes and shit like that. Yeah, but it has like to be true pretty crime, like yeah. missing persons. And then yeah. the one episode was just UFO. Oh, no. Like, so, oh. Well, you know, it's got to be a good UFO encounter then <laughs> for it to be yeah. on there. <laughs> yeah. For that guy um, to talk about it, you know, all seriously. <laughs> yeah. Can't remember his name, so the, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Berkshire is actually part of a, like, a county of Massa Massachusetts. And oh. it had several UFO sightings that actually spanned several nights. And there were a bunch of witnesses. Oh. And the Berkshire County like region is actually made of kind of a collection of a bunch of small towns and it has quite large areas of wilderness um this makes it a popular destination for hikers in the summer okay see and I thought it was um England because whenever I hear your Shire or sure or yeah. whatever I'm like oh yeah it's gonna be the England one but then like North America almost Lots tons of, of things are named after yeah, <laughs> yeah. Europe stuff <laughs> so you're like oh okay okay so Massachusetts or whatever okay yeah I never know how to you're supposed to pronounce that Taxatusets um, <laughs> I've heard it that <laughs> I don't know why Oh, I think we had a friend from there. Maybe he called it that. <laughs> uh, so this, the, well, the first encounters I have, I don't really have much information about, but the earliest ones I could find were going back to 1966. Okay, um, wow, and yeah. This is kind of like a central figure in the whole Berkshire, like, UFO sightings. Uh, the gentleman's name is Thomas Reed. Uh, he and his mm. younger brother Matthew say that they were abducted in 1966 uh, and taken onto a ship. They also say that they ended up getting re-abducted in 1967. And then the last and most famous UFO abduction that they had um, took place 
during the Berkshire UFO sightings, which largely happened on September 1st of 1969. Uh, Thomas at the time was nine years old, and his younger brother Matthew, their mother, and their grandmother were all abducted, along with a whole bunch of people in town. Holy so shit. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I was like, oh, September, that's when mine takes place. Okay, what the hell? Everybody? Well, or, okay. So, I in Berkshire, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in Berkshire County, there's about 40 people that reported UFO activity on September 1st of 1969. This included a whole bunch of sightings as well as multiple abductions. It's unknown on this day exactly how long the UFO remained in the sky as many witnesses reported like varying amounts of loss of time. Hmm. Um, Some people it was like a couple minutes, other people it was like three hours. Right and who knows if you even measured the time right if you didn't look at your watch or whatever like because who's always yeah looking always at the time yeah it's kind of like right maybe they thought it was 15 minutes but it really was three hours or vice versa or something yeah so several witnesses including uh jane green reported seeing blinding lights while she was driving on the freeway and well, that's not good <laughs> no that wouldn't be good so I assume they were coming towards her um ah. shortly after yeah shortly after she, she says she saw a silent flying saucer shaped object that was hovering in the sky uh, yeah. others around the county later witnesses witnessed the same ship making acrobatic maneuvers in the sky and at this time, Jane and her friend Mary D. Grace were driving when they had several bright lights ahead of them approaching, and Jane believed that it was actually maybe from police cars, uh, oh, and no. maybe there had been an accident. So as they were getting closer, the lights were just getting brighter, and it actually caused Jane to pull the car over to the side of the road because it got so bright she couldn't drive towards it anymore. Yeah, no kidding. Well, that was probably the yeah. safest thing she could have done then. Yeah. Yeah. Some people's so, LED lights nowadays like blind me. Insane. Yeah, they should have certain ones definitely people should be getting ticketed for because it's not safe to be like oncoming or for them to even be behind you. They shouldn't look like um, high beams in this city. Yeah. I'm like, I know my lights yeah. were old on my old car, but yeah, it's like they shouldn't be like yeah right like i could flood a field like floodlights yeah i think that's what it's sometimes called yeah i think so yeah (laughs) uh so jane and mary ended up getting out of the car and they saw this like huge object that was floating over the road ahead of them and they say it was so large that they actually couldn't see like the outer edges of it and like the ends of it 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 was like filling up basically their entire field of vision and they also couldn't really make out what color it was um well it didn't have any yeah and it's it's usually dark dark. (laughs) yeah yeah they didn't see any windows on the craft 
and they say it didn't make any noise as it suddenly like lifted up, then went to the left, and then went up again before suddenly disappearing over the mountains. Okay. Um, so the next one is that witness anything was Melanie Kerstorf. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, she was 12 at the time and she reported that she was taken on board one of the ships or the ship and that during this time she saw a bunch of other kids from her school like in her class on board and then she was returned back to earth. Um, oh yeah you saw classmates on board yeah okay like a running theme that like people saw each other from town um interesting yeah even people that had never met before like kids that hadn't met like (laughs) saw each other for the first time and basically ended up meeting after being like I saw you on the ship right was, really yeah, kind of weird yeah because i i can't help but be reminded of like stupid things we did in like elementary um because here we have these like little candies called rockets that are just those like little circle sugary thingies I, they might have them in the states but call them something else like smarties or something smarties different. yeah yeah and here's we have smarties but they're more like m&ms anyway um <laughs> because they're called rockets yeah yeah i okay don't get me started on rockets wait which is far superior smarties or m&m's smarties oh i don't like smarties i don't like the chocolate smarties oh i hate m&m's i've always hated them well see to be honest i don't really like the plain m&m's either any candy coated chocolate not really my bag i mean the peanut ones are okay i like those peanut oh, I'd rather eat nothing <laughs> than eat M&Ms of any kind. <laughs> Peanuts. Well, now we know not yeah. to get those for you. <laughs> but um, the ones that were called rockets. So we used to in elementary school, like if we had them in our lunch or whatever from like Halloween, we'd be like, I'm gonna eat my rockets, and tonight I'm gonna go up in my rocket, like you know at night or in my dream or whatever and i'll see you up there and like we pretend that we were gonna oh take a rocket and go see each other <laughs> i don't know in space or in our dreams so like when you said that that was like, i went back to elementary school with like a memory oh, see, that's way remember. better way better than what it always makes me think of and that's kids in my middle school crushing them up and pretending to snort them <laughs> oh god <laughs> Because that's, that's all so I think cool, about. right? Mm, yeah. Addiction. It like that. <laughs> yeah, it was like that and pixie sticks. That's like all that mattered. Like, fun dip. Uh, oh, a kid had to go to the hospital can... for snorting. Fun dip. Oh my god. It's Jesus, yeah. people. Snorting things, you know, that like directly leads to your brain, right? Yeah. <laughs> At least when I pretended I would just like take a piece of grass and pretend I was smoking a cigarette because yeah. I thought that was cool. <laughs> candy cigars yes I guess they were problematic too (laughs) yeah oh my god so Melanie um her and her family were at the Dairy Queen 
and they were getting ice cream and they went to the parking lot at Lake Mansfield, which is said to be about two miles away from um, Tom and Jane's house houses. We'll okay. get to them in a minute. And a bright light was shining into their car and everyone inside the car, like her family began to panic. And her dad was the one that was driving and he decided to, for some reason, to chase the light which basically oh. scared everybody in the family. They didn't want him to chase the light, but he did. Well, because yeah. if it is another vehicle or something, they're like, what is he going to do? Get into a fight with them? And if not, they're like, dad, what are you doing? Yeah. We don't know what the hell this is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, brave of so, you, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, so they're driving in the car. And Melanie says her and her sister were like in the back, I assume, shaking in fear. And then her and her sister were suddenly like, just taken elsewhere. And oh. her, she says her sister doesn't really remember anything, but Melanie remembers being in a room with several of the kids um, from her class. And she says that one by one, they each kind of disappeared. And before she herself woke up back at the lake, um and there was nobody else like her family wasn't around and she ended up having to walk by herself home sorry um, she woke up back at the what at the lake where oh. they had like parked the car but oh, when she got car, back nothing it was, was gone there. her family was gone so she oh had to walk God. home so scary yeah oh jeez, that one's creepy and you're just like a few of those where you're like okay well like normally people wouldn't like leave their kid behind to walk no and she remembered like going to um the dairy queen and it's like that's a fast food place for those that aren't where there's dairy queens but yeah it's like you don't just like take your kid to get ice cream and then like leave them back at the lake (laughs) right Jeez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the next uh, person is uh, Tom Warner. Um, this one kind of had a little bit of the details kind of conflicting. So Tom Warner okay. is 10. Yeah, he's 10 years old. He says he was taken aboard a ship by some kind of like beam of light where he says he made telepathic contact with an alien. Ooh. And yeah, some reports uh, say that he was at his babysitter Debbie's house. And other reports say that he was at his neighbor Jane Shaw's house. Um, okay, but couldn't his neighbor have been his babysitter? <laughs> yeah, so whether or not it's, like hmm. the neighbor that's the babysitter or whether or not her name is Debbie or Jane yeah um I'm just oh, gonna yeah. assume it's a neighbor that was probably babysitting him and her name is Jane sure <laughs> Debbie so Jane <laughs> she, yeah Debbie Jane uh also says that she like witnessed him him being abducted and his disappearance oh my god so, yeah Tom was 10 years old he was at uh Jane's house and he noticed it was kind of getting dark out 
So it said that he went to the window and started looking outside. And this is when he heard a voice say, quote, you need to go home now. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Why? <laughs> I have no idea. But this, this is not for Tom, you. This is not your taxi or Uber. <laughs> right? So, like, mm. this voice scared Tom, and he ran outside and then ran across the yard. Jane ended up following him outside and then witnessed Tom, who was now just, like, stuck, running in place in the middle of the yard for about five minutes straight. So he's just running in place. Ah. So, um, like, he was, like, caught in a beam or something? Yeah. Ew. So, during this... Or, like, a cartoon when they're, like their feet dry yeah. go in a circle and it just makes that noise like the little little I don't know I can't do it but yeah the the wily coyote always does it he's the best um <laughs> see that flash look at me go <laughs> so during this Tom realized that he wasn't moving and that something was mm. wrong so he turned to his left and that's when he saw a UFO come from the sky and then he, that's when he saw the beam of light, like from the craft, shine onto him. Mm. When the light hit him, it said that, or he says that it jerked his hands back, um, like behind his yeah. back. And then Jane says that she saw him, like get, I guess, like engulfed by the beam of light. And then it suddenly he was just gone, gone disappeared. Shit! It's like he almost yeah. made it, but then nope, <laughs> he got sucked up. So after he was like disappeared, Tom says he was taken aboard the ship and that's where he saw Melanie um, from the previous one who was with her family in Dairy Queen. Oh. Um, he says that he saw Melanie and that she looked really afraid, but Melanie herself doesn't remember seeing Tom. And uh, I assume like this right. is part of like Tom was one of the kids that she says she just saw like each one kind of just disappear and okay. kind of similar to what happened to Melanie but Tom later returned to the yard and he was like put back down but when he was put down he was like put down on his back and there was a beam of light that said that it was holding him in place so he couldn't move because he was trying to get up and I guess his brother was like yelling at him to run and he was yelling back that like he couldn't and that he was trying. Oh. And yeah, the same voice that was outside of the window came back and said, I'll be done in a minute. Just gross. Yeah. That's so weird. And People like don't usually, if that's the beaming down part, they don't usually remember that. It's like, why is he right? still stuck? Ooh, yeah. poor little guy. <laughs> so he was held down for like another minute or so. And then mm. suddenly the light went away and Tom was able to get up. And this is when Jane or Debbie, the neighbor slash babysitter, told yeah. him that it had been about seven, seven minutes since he had disappeared. Ooh. Um, yeah. And it's noted in, like, all the sources I have that Tom and Melanie uh, later met in person for the first time. They had never met. Because, again, like, Berkshire is, like, a bunch of different counties and a bunch of different, or is a county made up of a bunch of different towns. And the, okay. some of these towns have, like, 
3,000 people living it. So it's not likely that like these kids would go to school together, would be like anything mm. like that um, okay. necessarily. Yeah, they were yeah. classmates, but they lived in well, a nearby area. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, Tom and Melanie let, met later in person for the first time. And she says, like, she still doesn't remember him being on the ship. But she did say that she felt like an immediate connection to him, like she had known him or had met him before. Oh. Um, yeah, but they never had. Well, or did they? And they've been through a traumatic event together, but she can't really remember it. And neither yeah. can he. Oh, so weird. It would feel so um, odd. You'd be like, okay. Yeah. Very <sighs> creepy. Um, this next like encounter, I think, is or is probably the biggest one. Um, and we have okay. the most details about it. And that's the gentleman I mentioned before, Thomas Reed. He's the one that was abducted like two times before with his brother and then oh he wasn't time, the one you were just talking about no that's a tom this is tom very confused oh that's why i, I was like i just took a note tom got caught in a beam <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> okay as long as i'm uh, not insane <laughs> no it's a different person when i was reading different stories they spelled their names <laughs> wrong in some of them and i'd be like wait which tom oh um, no <laughs> They have yeah. an affinity for Toms. <laughs> wow. So um, Thomas Reed, his brother Matthew, their mother and their grandmother, as I said, they've been abducted a few times before. This time on September 1st, 1969, they were abducted while driving home from the diner that um, like Thomas's mother owned that I think okay. was called Village, Village Green. Um, some sources say like village on the green or the village green. Anyway, Something so like they that. own a diner. Yeah. And, and they Thomas were abducted was, multiple times? Um, well, they were abducted, like I said, once in like 1966 and again in 1967. And now this is 1969. Oh yeah. oh, okay. Um, so during the drive back, Thomas has said he gave or he was giving his brother, his younger brother, a fireball candy, which I assume is probably like sour as can be. Oh, well, okay. I think there's, no, no, no. I'm thinking of warheads. Those are sour ones. Yeah. Um, but what about like something like the cinnamon hearts? Could have been something like a little spicy. Like, I'm like this is like 1969 so I'm like I don't know what kind of candy would have been called fireball but fireball <laughs> is is a, a alcoholic spirit that's weirdly cinnamony that's all yeah, I guess that's what I it's was probably a cinnamon about. candy then I, maybe <laughs> I don't know just a guess yeah um yeah so they're they're in the car and it said that either like Thomas's mother looks back or Thomas looks back behind the vehicle and notices a mass of glowing light that's kind of behind them in the tree line like Ew. through the trees you can see a whole bunch of lights like shining through um and it's on basically an empty road and the lights continued behind the trees as they drove through the covered Sheffield bridge um which is just like 
basically a wooden bridge and it's got like the cover in it. Oh, definitely. And we have a covered bridges in New Brunswick. <laughs> I think we have the yeah. longest covered bridge in the world. <laughs> Don't know why. <laughs> um, so this is a quote from Reed. It says, we all looked at it because it was kind of a self-contained glow. It rose up a little bit. It looked like it followed the dirt road, which I'm sure it probably didn't, but it, it appeared that way because we could see it through the trees. The light started to bleed through once we broke into a little bit of a clearing. We could see inside the car, so the light was flooding inside the car. Uh, Reed says the lights were then on both sides of the road, and then he recalls being taken into a hangar-like area that he says was larger than a football field. Um, quote, we encountered something. It was definitely not of this world. We had this kind of confused. We had a black and white television at the time and the imagery we saw on this thing was unbelievable. There were <laughs> lights that looked like fluorescent tubing inside the, this hangar. I'm like, why are you talking about your TV? Because um, that's their only probably reference for any kind of fluorescent tubing. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> Not, not so many neon lights back then. <laughs> True. Uh, another quote says, this hallway we had seen was circular with a Y configuration, almost to control the flow of traffic. This one room had a bowed-in wall that was rounded. This was not something that you would have seen in 1969 anywhere else. I have no, no idea where I was, but I know that what I saw was very different than anything I'd seen, anything I've seen today, 50 years later. Yeah, especially um, a rounded, like, like a curved yeah, wall. Like a wall. Yeah. yeah, we don't generally do that, like, unless you're in the hobbit hole. <laughs> Which they had a little the hobbit house in that exhibit we went to. I remember taking a picture of it. <laughs> like a round house, yeah. I thought of hobbits. I don't meeting. remember. Well, um, I, we were like overwhelmed at that point. I, <laughs> I yeah, I'm we like, were, I don't remember this at all. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to make our way back out. Help, how do I get out of here? <laughs> no, right? I was like, we're going to get lost in here. No, we're going to be leaving. <laughs> um, Miss our flights three days later. <laughs> Just stuck in the <laughs> labyrinth of trippiness. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So Reed and his family, he says, were suddenly like back inside the car, which had now been turned off. So the car wasn't like on anymore. It wasn't running. And weirdly, and the reason why like I remembered this and it like stuck in my head, like from the two years I said since I probably watched this episode, was that his mother and his grandmother had like switched seats in the car when they were back in the car. Oh, weird. Yeah. And I couldn't find it in my sources, but if I remember correctly, they said it was weird because, like, something weird, like his grandma didn't drive and she was in the driver's seat and she, like, didn't have a license. And they're like, yeah, grandma wouldn't be in the driver's seat. And it was okay. like, yeah, something weird like that, but I didn't run across yeah, it. So maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but yeah. Well, I know I watched that season because there was one that has come out 
really recently it was definitely during the pandemic I can't remember if it was 2020 or 2021 but yeah that new season you're referring to of unsolved yeah. mysteries and I don't know that sounds familiar like a story with the grandma and then yeah maybe was there, I don't know maybe I've also heard one where they got like lost with a grandma in the woods or something I might be thinking of something else now entirely but like if the fact that they like if they switched positions in the car with no explanation and like just like a time jump it's just like when you're watching a video it's been edited you're like oh everybody's somewhere else (laughs) or like yeah like what okay that's so freaky um yeah so apparently three hours had passed and all the lights that had surrounded like the car and the forest before were now gone he says Mm. quote everything got really calm it was like being in the middle of a hurricane there was like a barometric change in pressure it was just like a dead silence then there was an eruption of crickets and frogs and it got really loud and that was it uh reed said adding that it was all all quote quite confusing no doubt yeah (laughs) Don't they say that like you go and it's like quiet and then it takes like a few seconds and then suddenly like all the noise comes back at like once yeah I've heard that before yeah you know something's wrong then like if if all the animals go silent or something you're like okay what is up (laughs) dun 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 not good not good (laughs) no I'm getting a gordo hold on hi You just shoved your ear in my mouth. (laughs) Hi. Hi, Nino buddy. I love it when they bash themselves against you and you're like, okay, hello. I'm going to read about aliens. Um, (laughs) So some of the sightings were reported to local police. Oh, my throat's all weird. As Um, Gordo puts a hand on your chest. Hello, mommy. No. <laughs> so sightings were reported to local police, and the son of the police chief um, from Sheffield says that he remembers his father actually privately looking into some of the UFO reports from that night. But he says his dad didn't really take them very seriously and wasn't like officially investigating them as a police officer. Okay. So just more yeah. on his own time. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, several people also, it said, called into local radio station WSBS. Um, however, it's noted that no tapes were ever saved from that night's broadcast. So any reported hmm. sightings that were aired and these recordings are now like completely lost. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if that's on per like if that's suspicious or just kind of you know because it was a while ago yeah um so David Izzy the general manager of the local radio station WSBS says quote we had listeners call the radio station that evening at the time they didn't know it was a UFO they just you know called the station to say something bizarre has happened um yeah um it's they call also their said local that, radio like, station i don't know that's it's in 60s 
Um, right. Yeah. You can't like, you know, yeah. put it on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Holy shit, man. I just saw you have Um, <laughs> I know. I yeah. want the most up to date information. I guess I'll go to the radio. <laughs> it was probably um, the fastest shit. <laughs> yeah. It did say that, like, the, the host of the station, like, that was doing that broadcast did end up like after a couple people called in was asking people like to call in with their reports so that they could stay up to date on like oh. its movement or something um okay. yeah so that's why I feel like it's kind of weird that nothing was recorded or saved from that night because they were then like asking people about it yeah um, yeah they still so, like, purge their records <laughs> yeah, just like who cares yeah. yesterday's yeah. news yeah um uh after this whole event though people ended up using like the reed's diner that i mentioned as kind of a meeting place for a bunch of the local people to talk about their experiences from that night however um like most of the kids that ended up seeing things that night a lot of them kept it to themselves um, because in school, a lot of the kids that did speak about what they saw publicly were like bullied or harassed or even got into fights. And Damn. same kind of thing with the, yeah, same kind of thing with like the adults, even. Um, sure. It said sure. that like the Reed family, the mom, Nancy, um, she ended up like, basically getting harassed she ended up getting flashed by some guy that was like oh you want to see something out of this world and like flashed her and she ended up like closing the diner and basically oh, moving out of the town yeah damn it people suck uh, they do i mean that's at your place of work too i expect that on the new york subway yeah, but, yeah. it's unfair um <laughs> So I don't have too much left, but the I just kind of wanted to follow up what's going on like now, I guess. So they've kind of had like a weird history in the like county Berkshire about this. So um, the Great Barrington Historical Society and Museum ended up inducting Thomas Reed and his family's UFO experiences into their archives. So, like, the Historical Society acknowledged, Ooh. like, what happened. And nice. this effectively said that his account of the Berkshire UFO is true from what the article said was a professional historian's perspective. Yeah, um, yeah, and they acknowledged it, so. I mean, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And in 2015, a historical marker was placed on the Sheffield Bridge on the spot that Reed says his family was abducted like from their car. And this like big um, monument was paid for through private donations that he received and was built to represent the local belief in Reed and many others' experiences on that day in September 1st, 1969. And Later, there was benches as well as like lighting and decorations that were placed around the monument. And the plot of land was maintained by the nonprofit uh, group called UFO Monument Park Inc., which Reed ended up forming himself. Um, so oh, they wow. like maintained the little monument. 
Um, however, because people saw sometimes, um, the monument was actually removed only four years later in 2019 due to tensions between the community as well as some residents, um, as well as the town saying that, like the town of Sheffield saying that the monument was actually built on town property and that Reed had never gotten permission to build the monument there. Um, oh my God. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Reed, um, the most up-to-date thing I could find said that Reed intends to fight the decision. And this resulted in like, with the monument being taken away, that like town officials, um, including like the mayor and the historical society I mentioned, that like acknowledged the account and then some like even residents ended up withdrawing their support at least publicly of Reed. Really? Um, yeah, this, I don't have it anymore in my notes, but it went up as high up as like the like governor of the state or something had like previously like supported Reed, like made a statement publicly or something. And he ended up withdrawing that, saying it had been, like, taken out of context and then he apologized for it or something. Oh, so my like God, a what a bunch thing. of cowards. Yeah. I'm sorry, but... Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of people that believe it. It's a monument, like, I don't know. Kind I'm sorry, stupid. don't get me started on the monuments. I was reading something earlier this week that there was one in Canada that people... Because we have torn down a few here. We've had some protests of our own, as people well know now, but with the truckers and whatever. But <laughs> somebody, they, I guess there was a monument pulled down of like uh, a prominent like gay figure. And like he was put up there and people loved him because he was a big figure in the gay community. But then somebody, the, some rumor got started that he was involved in residential schools, which were horrible schools that you know took away like yeah. Native American rights yeah if people don't know but but it wasn't true as far as you know the basic um, articles I was reading and so it was like oh so now that this fucking poor statue is just just defaced because people thought they're doing the right thing but they don't maybe take the time to even research it seems like yeah that's like people reading the headlines and like not clicking in to like look at the article like and just feeling like yeah victoria like social justice outrage and just like you know i don't know it's craziness <laughs> politics makes uh, me mad <laughs> yeah that kind of stuff is hard like yeah. yeah that's what it reminds me of it's like people yeah if someone likes someone enough to put up a monument i mean not saying they're all of good people but like who are yeah. you to necessarily decide to be the ones to take it down like it's i don't know we could decide on that in a civilized way <laughs> yeah Ugh, craziness um i did try and find a picture of this because it's mentioned in like a bunch of stuff but i couldn't really um mm. it said that there is based on like the sightings and descriptions mm. of the ufo from berkshire that there is supposed to be like a replica of it that was oh. built and it's still apparently to this day as far as i know is actually part of the international ufo museum and research center in roswell new mexico so i tried to oh. find pictures of this um because i thought it'd be kind of cool 
And all I could get was just cliche pictures of aliens and then pictures of Roswell in New Mexico. Um, yeah, they do have, a, they play like, it up over there. That's, yeah. Yeah. I it's been a lot couldn't for find a town. picture <laughs> of what like this replica is supposed to look like or anything. Um, mm. I thought that would be cool. Yeah, but that's all I have. So that's the Berkshire UFO. I mean, fighting. that's pretty insane. That's like, yeah, it's pretty cool that like so many people saw them. And I don't know, I'm more yeah. likely to believe it when people like, like you got the kid that like was running in place and witnessed by somebody else. And you have like mm. people switching places in cars and you have the, girl that like I don't know either she got abducted by aliens and sent back to the lake or her parents just left her in the middle of nowhere after getting ice cream and we're like hey you can walk home we don't care how late it is and you're 12 like right but even you then, why would there be missing memories unless yeah unless that ice cream was laced with whiskey <laughs> yeah it just all seems unlikely that that would all be coincidence. And the stories where there's multiple witnesses are so compelling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wish like um, more of the people, because they say there's like 40 people that say they witnessed it. And really like these are basically the only accounts out of those 40 right. that we have. Um, yeah. I wish more people felt like good to like come forward. But I think with like mm -hmm. the problems with like the monument and like the towns and stuff kind of being against maybe like Thomas Reed or like people that it's maybe stops people from coming forward as much which is unfortunate yeah. or just in general the general climate of climate yeah. of people and UFO talk it's just not still not receptive unfortunately I get pegged uh, a lot if you talk about ancient aliens you know people be like oh yeah and you're like really well I don't know there's a lot of good information they bring up so <laughs> I don't see why yeah. I should ignore it yeah <laughs> well the the one article I was reading did say that the one girl I can't remember who it was was saying that because of like the U.S. government like releasing those videos like two years ago or whatever um right at the start of COVID oh yeah like the Tic Tac like, videos and stuff yeah and like acknowledging yeah. that like they didn't know what these were right um, unidentified yeah yeah so they're they're hoping that with that I guess at that time they were hoping more people would come forward it doesn't really seem like it but maybe hmm. time will tell yeah it takes time to break down a stigma I think so it's yeah. unfortunate but I love hearing mm -hmm. these stories and uh, yeah I'm now really excited to tell you my case because I have noticed some similarities <laughs> oh, cool. yeah well, we'll have to take a quick break and then you can tell me all about it while I stop these cats from attacking each other <laughs> cat attack fever all right sounds good well we're back no telling yet whether you heard a promo or not. I might get back into it. We'll see. <laughs> Surprise. Sometimes yeah. we do them, but sometimes we get too busy, or shall I say I do, because Instagram and uh, 
Patreon and stuff is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> right? I I slack quite a bit on Facebook. I really only post like when our episode Facebook's... is available. The, the with podcasts, it seems to be like once you get big enough, then people will use it for like a group, and then they'll use yeah. it to connect to each other. But that's the only I don't find they take off a lot. Like for podcast recommendations, say like you'll yeah. get on like Reddit's actually good for it because there is subreddits called our slash podcasting you know podcast recommendations and stuff right or yeah like true crime podcasts so then people will be like what which ones do you like and then people will recommend some and like i like that kind of stuff where you get a little bit of discussion and whatnot yeah and yeah can be helpful but <clears throat> anywho now we get to hear another alien case and yeah i'm excited i mean Yours was pretty cool because on the scale of the close encounters, it yeah. went all a little the bit way of everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because there was communication involved and sightings and all that stuff. That was really cool. Yeah, like oh yeah, we're gonna get some parallels here. Ooh, crazy! Love alien episodes. <laughs> all right um this one occurs in uh zimbabwe oh and yeah not too too long well in the in the in the 19th in the 1900s <laughs> i was like not too too long i was thinking after yours but like 1994 um, oh, okay. yeah um also in september the 16th of september um outside of a place called Rua which is a small agricultural center located 22 kilometers away from the capital of Zimbabwe Zimbabwe I can't talk Harare. Zimbabwe oh no I'll have to stop and look some stuff up it'll be terrible <laughs> um uh at this time it was more of a crossroads than an actual town you know so it's like barely a village really like it's just like where uh some farms and stuff were and then this is where the aerial school an expensive private school was located okay in the middle of nowhere <laughs> no yeah or at least you know it's yeah it's it's in the suburbs i guess if it's away from the capital it'd be like you know outside of the city <clears throat> Um, and two days before this incident, on September 14th, there were numerous UFO sightings reported around Southern Africa. So they, it was reported in a few different countries on that night. Um, yeah, which, which we'll get to a little bit later, but it was more like uh, they kind of just saw like a flash, like a streak like one light going to the sky kind of thing. It wasn't like a bunch oh, of lights okay. or anything, this one. But um, uh, on the incident in question <laughs> on September 16th, this was at the school, the aerial school, and then more than 60 students saw an unidentified flying object land behind their school. Uh, 62, in fact, students reported seeing it. So quite a few. Uh <laughs> wow i know get many numbers like one of your cases with the 40 
Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I mean, you don't, yeah, I always love bigger sightings. Like when there's more people involved, you're like, well, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's harder to yeah. dismiss that. <laughs> it was reported to like numerous news agencies and organizations, including the BBC. So yeah, I assume everyone knows that's like the, what are the British broadcasting channel or whatever, like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty big. Right. You're like, okay, these guys are pretty, pretty big deal. Yeah. They put out planet earth and all that stuff. That's <laughs> quite educational. So they, they probably report on some qualified stuff, but um, it was about mid-morning break time around 10 AM on September 16th. And all 250 kids of the school were outside playing in the schoolyard. Relatively big schoolyard. <laughs> yeah. The teachers and the rest of the adult faculty happened to be inside having a staff meeting. Um, so I'm not sure if it was maybe like junior teacher or like some sort of assistant watching the kids because it didn't really say who was possibly. I was going to say who's watching the kids. <laughs> I don't know who's doing the playground duty. Um, keeping them away from the lions and whatnot. <laughs> I just know they didn't witness any of the event. Oh. Um, well, from most reports that I saw or anything, there wasn't any firsthand from any teachers or anything like that. But I guess there was one thing I watched that I thought a teacher was weighing in on it, but I can't remember if she said she saw anything. Um, mm. Yeah, there's still not a lot that you can watch about this there's a few things like on youtube or whatever but oh okay yeah i mean i guess at the time there wouldn't have been anyway uh i'll just get to it i thought that was interesting that all the adults appeared to be inside it seemed like maybe the aliens were being smart yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i made note of that but uh, also, the kids were about age 6 to 12, so, you know, younger grades. Um, and they said that they saw between one and three crafts, or at least round objects, appear in the sky before some said darting about and also then landing or at least hovering on, like, the field area that they were in with this student. Mm -hmm. Ooh, very close. That's great, creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so according to the students, uh, between like one and four creatures actually disembarked from the craft and looked right at the kids. And yeah. Was, yeah, it's like they definitely came out and looked at them. They were so young and that would be so creepy. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to picture like because 12 year olds like aren't stupid. Yeah. So like. You think maybe the six-year-olds are like, oh, that's probably my imagination. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, like 12-year-olds, I'm thinking, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a little more reliable. My yeah, my daughter's 14 now. Sometimes I'm like, oh, shit, you're going to high school next year. But then other times I'm like, yeah, like you already talk like you're 20. <laughs> you already have that life cynical thing going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, it was really cool how they all remembered seeing the figures come out 
And some of them remembered them standing on top of the craft, others like in front. And they were described by some as like your typical kind of grays type of aliens. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, your classic big head, big eyes situation, but wearing black clothing and others remembered them as looking like apparently more like regular black men. So I don't know. That's similar enough in my head. It could have been just like different descriptions kind of thing or interpretations. Yeah. Yeah, either way, it seemed that many reported that they spoke to them telepathically. So, <laughs> connection. Creepy. Yeah. yeah. And apparently they were told to, like, basically nurture and protect planet Earth. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. That's very nice. I like that. I they are so trying to look out for us. <laughs> Much as we're like, eh, we don't believe in you. um then they left they got back into the craft and some said faded some said flew away (laughs) and um emily trim she was one student has done a few interviews about the incident as an adult and i i listened to one or two of those she said that as soon as the bell rang that's like kind of when the spell broke almost but like it almost sounded like a trance being broken because she said they weren't really aware of time passing before that, that it like kind of felt distorted was a word she used. So, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. It doesn't make me think of like the time jumps and everything. And she said she, it felt like it could have been way longer than the 15 minutes. Like, you know, their break usually was. So I was like, okay. (laughs) It's just like, wow. Um, And then how we talked about a few days earlier, there had been several reports of UFO sightings kind of all over Southern Africa, all over the continent. Um, Specifically, one was described as looking like a meteoric fireball. Well, most people say now it was probably actually a rocket as people found out later, but it would end up having some significance in this case after all. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was later identified as the quote re-entry of the Zenit 2 rocket from the Cosmos 2290 satellite launch. Uh, the booster broke up into burning streaks as it moved silently across the sky, giving an impressive light show to millions of Africans. End quote. No, <laughs> oh, so it was just that was explainable and identifiable though that one on the 14th seems to be i tried to go online to double check and it is you know at least listed in this one person's compilation of all these re-entry rockets and i'm like i guess who am i to do you doubt you <laughs> yeah but i mean i also did see a majority of his sources of the sightings were from uh this person that we're going to introduce right now to um because millions of africans oh yeah so that it got picked up by a radio station much like you had one in your case (laughs) yeah like talked about on a radio station um they talked about this ufo sighting 
or this September 14th sighting that's probably a rocket now, but people thought it was a UFO sighting. So while it was still unidentified, they were asking for people to call in to see if they had any information or pictures or anything they saw that night. And many people answered this ZBC's radio request. And one person that called in happened to be Cynthia Hind. And Cynthia Hind is an editor for UFO or was an editor for, I'm not sure if she still is, (laughs) (laughs) Um, something called UFO Afro News. Afro. Okay. (laughs) Africa News? (laughs) Basically. Hang on. Yeah, UFO Afro News at the time. And also she was the African representative or representative for MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network. Okay. I don't know what that is. You don't? Okay, then I watch too much Ancient Aliens. Yes, it's the Mutual UFO Network. So it's like all the people, um, it's like a group. You can join it, but it's like um, everyone investigating UFOs, basically. Like, But it's a global network. So I guess she was... I guess they only had one representative for Africa, which I thought sad, but still, I'm glad that it's (laughs) global representation, I suppose. Um, So yeah, it's safe to say this Cynthia was a UFO enthusiast. Um, She heard the radio show asking for people to contact the BBC to talk about the recent supposed sighting on September 14th of the rocket. And the BBC was covering the story um, and they're, you know, obviously a much bigger news station. So Cynthia called the BBC and spoke with their correspondent in Zimbabwe, uh, whose name was Tim Leach. And that was how she learned about the aerial school sighting. Oh, okay. Yeah, which obviously she was happy to as a UFO enthusiast, but that was what I gleaned was that's how she learned about this because it wasn't really in the papers I guess okay and that was a couple days later right the 16th you said yes the 16th is when the kids saw it exactly Mm -hmm. and then like the other thing was two days before the supposed sighting so she was very intrigued by this school sighting and she went to visit the school herself as she lived fairly close nearby um, so she could go there and have the kids draw pictures of what they could remember so then she took the clearest clearest quote-unquote pictures with her apparently clearest in her opinion I guess I don't know yeah um but that's why I did want to upload a few pictures so then you could look and look at some of the okay if you refresh the drive there should be some drawing like pictures because they're from school children oh they're pretty cute yeah yeah like they they saw a craft um excuse me of the Um, basic flying saucer type it would seem right like it's that kind of shape yeah yeah so and the little men in black is so cute yes <laughs> i mean i love I, it i think it's very like like yeah those are some pretty good artists those kids do <laughs> yeah i don't even think i could draw a cute little flying saucer with trees and a little 
little like guy in front of it like that (laughs) cute as that person did (laughs) truth I have no artistic talent in that sense my my daughter must get it from her dad (laughs) yeah so it's it's pretty cool like that a lot of them had the same type of picture they saw them come out and um some skeptics would argue that they've probably seen it in pop culture but I don't know at this time the internet wasn't huge yet and like I would argue that maybe they Africa what Africa in the 90s I feel like probably okay 90s doesn't have a lot yeah I would have been six we did not have the internet in Canada at that time when I was six yeah like Like, I don't know where you would have seen it unless you'd seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind or something because I think that movie might have been out by that time or some alien movies had been surely but yeah not many (laughs) and like other than that like on the radio or in books how much exposure do you think the average like six to twelve year old is gonna have (laughs) they teaching about aliens in school in africa in the 90s i don't think so nope they certainly watching weren't watching ufo fucking reruns like we were (laughs) yeah um i'm definitely using this drawing though of (laughs) this one because the cute little one where the guy's completely filled in in black and oh the first like, drawing with, dying. wait with the saucer in the back and there's a guy in front yeah okay yeah 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 it's yeah so it's just kind of like a, a a bubbly looking yeah, UFO with very round trees and then yeah like i don't know i keep saying bubbly because they're a very round avatar sort of thing almost like when you're on the wii and then you have your like little thing and they're like (laughs) it's so cute i'm obsessed with it i'm gonna make it the the thumbnail for our episode (laughs) because it's so freaking cute talent six to twelve years old oh yeah they could probably draw pretty well what they had seen like that person i don't know who draw that one specifically but I don't know. It looks like it says DR something. Starts with a D. Their mm-hmm. name and their last name starts with an R. That's all mostly, I can make up. Yeah. And the mostly the only school student that I'll talk about by name that I found was <clears throat> a girl named Emily. So yeah. I'm not sure, but again, it's one of those things, right? People think you are in it for fame and you're like, I just had this happen to me. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Most six-year-olds don't have some, like, 15 minutes of fame no. plot for the rest of their lives figured out. They would rather the aliens just be real than, like, to make up a story yeah. that they're not real. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, that's why I love that there's, like, little kid drawings of this one. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I need to upload some of these if I could find. Yeah. Them. <sighs> um, but of course, there's always um skeptics and stuff. But um, there's there's both sides of the coin in this one. So this Cynthia advised the BBC correspondent that he should get in touch with a man named John Mack at Harvard. 
No. Skeptical sources. I read, I actually read a pretty good article before I realized it was on the skeptical side. (laughs) Lo and behold, you read the like web, like whatever address and it's like skeptoid.com fucking (laughs) slash podcast or something i'm like what this was a pretty well written article (laughs) but yeah it's nice to get you know i always don't mind getting both sides i'd rather be informed than biased (laughs) yeah um so uh yeah but they're definitely the skeptics or this one particularly would say mostly that these two were the the main perpetrators of the incident of the aerial school ufo incident uh this ufo enthusiast and mufon lady cynthia hind and then this john mack guy from harvard now john mack was a respected professor of psychiatry at harvard psychiatry sorry okay so probably pretty smart i'd imagine but oh oh my god <laughs> hello my gordo hello your bum bum <sighs> oh, he immediately starts pull purring and ripping my headphones out of my ears all right hey. hold on hold that's on. a very toddler thing to do he is he's a big baby <sighs> Oh, right. And then they're like, well, especially them, they're better with their paws than dogs who could basically just go up and down almost. <laughs> yeah, like, Gordo's smart. He yeah. he literally, he'll go like this and like flip the bottle cap. He'll like pick it up and then sometimes mm-hmm. he'll, he'll go like this and he'll pick it up and bring it to his mouth so he can bite <laughs> it and carry it. Like he's so smart. Is it That's cute. You don't always see them do stuff like that. And then I don't know if it's because I'm like, are they not as smart as monkeys? Or are they just lazy? Or <laughs> Yeah, that's why I want a video of it. So I can be like, proof. Yeah. Proof, he's so smart. That's true. Yeah, Fenrir will do whatever the heck he can to get any treats out that we give him. Especially, yeah. yeah. You put him in those little ball and you're like, I'll figure out a way to get it out. Don't you worry. I'll just <laughs> smush yeah. it up. And... Oh, yeah. So John came from Harvard to visit the kids a few months after the sighting occurred. And he interviewed the kids and videotaped most of the interviews. Although I couldn't find men, like I tried looking at the ones when they were kids, but I couldn't find any of those on like YouTube or anything. Hmm. But um, I could find some of the, like, there's some of them as adults. So yeah. I did see some of those, like I think I said. But um, he basically reported back to the world at large that the event was genuine. He believed the children were telling the truth and the that uh, extraterrestrials had indeed visited Zimbabwe on that day in 1994. Hmm. Um, all right. I like it. Um, a little transcription of one of the interviews with Mac and one of the girls was, uh, Mac, what was the feeling when you looked at the eyes? Girl number one, it was scary. Mac, scary why? What made it scary? Girl number one, the eyes looked evil. Mac, evil? What was evil about them? Say what you mean by evil. 
girl number one. It looked evil because it was just staring at me. Staring at you as if what? As if to do what? Girl number one, as if it wanted to come and take us. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm happy I'm holding a cat. Gordo, protect me. I think it was at least unnerving for most of them. Yeah. I don't think any of them were like terrified. None of them used that word that I heard, but it would have to be fucking freaky. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'd do if I saw aliens. As an adult, right? It's like, I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe I'd probably go to the doctor and be like, I think I'm hallucinating. (laughs) And I mean, in a way, I think almost maybe that's why kids are, you know, more receptive to this stuff. So I wonder if that didn't come into play, but that's just my thought. Um, Speaking of which, he said, Mac, or Mac said, how did these thoughts come to you? Did they come to you from the craft or from... Oh, this different interview. Girl number two from the man, Mac. And did the man say those things to you? How did he get that across to you? Girl number two. He never said anything. It was just the eyes. Mac. No sense you got from those eyes. Girl number two. He was interested. No. Don't like that. It's a little concerning. oh a quote i grabbed from one of the articles also on the the, just the kid's reaction a fifth grader called francis tells the gentle eyed psychiatrist (laughs) he was warned (laughs) (laughs) quote about something that's going to happen Uh, sorry quote within a quote i guess um (laughs) and that quote pollution must be 11 year old emma says I think they want people to know that we're actually making harm on this world and we mustn't get too technologed. Technologed, yeah. (laughs) She made her kind of own word. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's like you get the drift. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So interesting. Um. One of the written articles had uh, somebody like went out to interview one of the the kids as an adult. And um, I guess she met her at a bar and I just, I don't know, I thought she was very direct about her way of talking about the experience. And so I have some of it. Um, It was like, after reading the article, Sarah ordered another castle and said, to be perfectly honest, I don't think you would be here talking to me now if it weren't for that woman, meaning Cynthia Hind, the MUFON lady. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, I forgot who Cynthia was. I know, right? <laughs> um, what happened at Ariel was certainly weird. So many kids coming back from break with such similar stories, but I doubt many people would have heard about it if Hind hadn't made such a fuss. She was the first person to interview the kids. And got the news out to all sorts of important people, Mac included, as if, you know, finally here was some vindication. (laughs) Hines' description of Mac from this time do indeed suggest she regarded him as something of a redeemer figure, a man who was 
not only open-minded and prepared to listen, but an academic of some standing and one who has risked his credibility with his colleagues to come out and say he believes the experiences of abductees are very real indeed. <sighs> Sucks that if you say you believe in any alien abduction stories, you're going to lose your credibility, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's just like... Sorry, science hypothesis, you know, why are we all yeah. so mean to every other scientist that we don't agree with or don't have the same hypothesis as it's so stupid and such an exclusionary club sometimes when they should all just share information together because that would help us all but like, instead it's like no yeah. I have to be the winner. We're just like yeah just like any it's other very competitive. Profession. Yeah, I mean, as they are in politics and war and fucking everything else. But yeah, <laughs> so stupid. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> What's oh. Buttface doing? I had a, I had a Lindor chocolate or a Lint chocolate uh -oh. during the break. And Gordo oh. flicked his tail and it touched the wrapper and he's like, ooh, crinkly. And I could see his eyes go, oh, what was that? And he was like on the move to go grab it. So I had to snatch it away. Or oh. he would have eaten it. Right. We found something. Oh, I think I found a muffin um, cover or what are they in? A muffin like thing? Like the cup? Paper. Yeah. Like yeah. And Rain had it in her garbage. And if it's any kind of garbage that the dog can get into on his level, he'll find yeah. a way. Rain would just like, she just like, we always like have her keep her door closed and stuff, right? But it's like, oh no, the minute she goes into the bathroom, like he just like, oh, I'm going to nose my way into Rain's room and see right? what trouble I can get up to. Takes one second. We yeah. do that sometimes. I'm like in the bathroom and I'm like, God, you both were sleeping. And I'm like in the bathroom and I can hear them freaking out. I'm like, what is going on? I've only been you guys were sleeping like 30 seconds ago. Oh my like, god. It's amazing how much they really are like toddlers. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you. <sighs> um, yeah. Oh yeah. So not my favorite part, but um <clears throat> skeptics point out how this John Mack from Harvard appeared to be very, fairly obsessed with aliens before the um, school incident. And so some of his colleagues already thought him alien crazy, I would imagine. Um, he had written a book called Abduction, Human Encounters with Aliens. But he still worked for Harvard. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he's but, obviously not like insane i don't know it's terrible the brush they get painted with like they had even opened up an investigation into his conduct just because he had like basically from what i read told several people that had claimed to have been abducted that he believed them and that their stories were valid and real in his mind you know and what's wrong with that that makes oh, no sense your opinion i mean it's, it's almost yeah. like we're like part of a political party or something. They have to like toe the line, right? To still yeah. be employed. It's like, ugh. Um, but he has his own words. Oh, and he was a Pulitzer 
prize winner as the one thing mentioned, but he said, after explaining vaguely that concerns had been expressed to the university about what I was doing, although he told of no specific complaint, nor was any offered in the letter, he added pleasantly, for he had a friend and colleague, that I would not have gotten into trouble if I had not suggested in the book, Abduction, that my findings might require a change in our view of reality. Rather than saying that I had found a new psychiatric syndrome whose cause had not yet been established. Hmm. God forbid he say something might require a change in views, I guess, in reality. Yeah, but like, like don't most scientific discoveries, like, they are met with ridicule at first, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Max Standard, this is still a quote from a, um, an article <laughs> I have, it's, it'll be my sources. Um, Max Standard rejoinder was to point out that although alien encounters were not possible according to the science of the times, they might nevertheless turn out to be real in some way that we do not yet understand. As the bizarre reports of rocks we now call meteorites falling from the sky seemed impossible in the 18th century. Right? And like trying to explain gravity to people that we clearly agree with today. Yeah. Like unsee forces are holding you to this earth. Would have been like, okay. Right? I mean, at, or like atoms day, we were... and like protons or like anything like that that you can't see like it doesn't mean it doesn't exist maybe that's the like whole thing with flat earthers and stuff they're like they just like stuck in that supernatural superstitious background <laughs> I can't believe yeah this stuff is all science because then what does it mean when all shit goes to hell <laughs> uh, I don't know yeah. um um, I just look at it and think for yeah. like flat earthers, I'm like, okay, you can literally get a telescope and yeah. you can look at other planets and see that every single one of them's round. Why would you think the one that you're on isn't? <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, How? I don't want to say it, but I was reading something earlier and obviously it's the internet. It's there, but it was a BuzzFeed thing and uh, I love we I love all our American listeners, but it was something about <laughs> Americans. There was a, the map and like how are they gonna bomb us over here? And someone posted in North or in, you know California if they're all the way over in North Korea, it's all the way across the map. <laughs> in North Korea, no, it's all laid out flat. Like you know, I mean, obviously, because how could you not see it flat when you're on a computer screen? But <laughs> yeah it just made me think oh no accidental flat earth or just because you're not informed enough you just you can always find that shit on the internet though where people yeah like stupid things posts and comments about geography <laughs> their lack of knowledge thereof <laughs> yeah it's not always americans we like you nope. guys we even have some listeners in i think hawaii now i mean we're we're reaching out yeah and every <laughs> map they say is skewed based on the country or whatever that yeah like produces it that country is almost always like 
just spatially a little bit bigger than <laughs> like it's supposed to be. So they say like maps in Canada that Canada is bigger like than like scale wise it should be in comparison to the U.S. And then the like maps in the U.S. make Canada look smaller, but that like maps in North America always make North America look bigger than. Like, I mean, I Asia love it. It makes like, me Russia. think of like draw yourself. How would you draw yourself? Or like yeah, schools, like it's... draw your penis size. How would you draw? You'd be like, it yeah. is this big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they like, say it's like always wrong. I haven't come across that to a noticeable degree, but like it's whole, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like having a atlas and looking at stuff or like googling things. I've not seen it look misrepresented but who the fuck knows right right yeah it's like you get something up against something else that's never next to on the map and you're like is fucking a province of canada about the size of a country in europe yeah probably (laughs) yeah when they show like they're always like yeah alaska always looks so small on maps and then they show alaska and alaska is like huge yeah i mean uh, the our normal part is huge too yeah they would go up just as fucking far as yukon or that's their neighbor yeah. anyway. Fuck, um oh um one other thing of note about the kids that saw the ufo and the creatures um at the schoolyard where just how diverse even though it was a wealthy private school um it wasn't only white kids like the it or anything like that um the it was a diverse background and because of some of the different cultural upbringings uh there were some different interpretations of the creatures and stuff like that reported so for example some of the black african children from different tribes saw the beings and thought they might have either been um i'm so sorry i not looked it up because it looks like it's zvikwambo or tokoloshes evil goblins of shona or debele folklore so evil goblins great (laughs) yeah so those kids were anxious and some of them began to like cry and fear when they saw the creatures um the zivik wombo are quote believed to be visible only to those they attack maybe why they thought some of the kids didn't see them maybe that's why i don't know or like because not all the kids that were out there was 250 kids in the school but only like 60 some reported to have seen this but yeah i mean i don't know it was a big fucking schoolyard it's in the middle of africa it was just it's didn't have a fence its boundary was some logs <laughs> hmm. just happened to be looking the wrong way i don't know all the teachers just happened to be inside <laughs> right? yeah. um Oh, yeah. Also, these little goblins that they thought they looked like, they are supposedly mischievous or mischievous, I think is the proper pronunciation. Um, They've been accused of, quote, invading marital beds and claiming sexual favors to attacking nurses and the police. 
all sorts of hijinks these little shocking nurses and the police i know i quoted that part and then i was like oh wait i didn't change the grammar and this might not make sense but they're yeah invading marital beds claiming sexual favors attacking nurses and even the police that's a a weird like mo I know. Is it specifically nurses and police? No doctors, RCMP, you know, ambulance. (laughs) Just some of the people in power and emergency services. I don't know. No single people. Don't attack the singles. Please leave them alone. Leave us all alone. But I spoke of her a little earlier, I think. Emily Trim was one of the students who has uh, at least talked a few times as an adult about the experience. And she had said that before they saw the craft, they were like playing on the boundary logs that mark the perimeter of the schoolyard. And her and her friends saw a big flash and heard like this high-pitched noise. And then after they saw the craft and the like aliens came out and looked at them when they were communicating, she saw a series of images flash before her eyes. Um, and that was kind of how they communicated with her basically. So like, oh, okay. not really words in your head. I think more of ideas. Um, but like they all seem to receive the same message to use technology wisely, like that there's a right way to use it not in the wrong way. Of course, we should know that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I hate reading the skeptic stuff because then it's like, I think I read stuff that said that um, maybe the technology aspect didn't come out until some of the other interviews. And I was like, really? But like, I don't know. I know it's easy to implant memories in people, but like, I don't know, specifically about technology and stuff. That seems weird for kids to make up. So I'm inclined to believe it, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. But um, they were sometimes described in more detail as looking like not quite glowing but they were like reflective and kind of luminous and one girl described it similar to having like a sheen on something that's like kind of iridescent trying to look right at them and they're kind of like shiny (laughs) okay creatures and then they basically like just floated above the ground too so that'd be creepy Ooh. I wouldn't want to see no floating nothing I know it sounds almost like ghosts but then almost like like angels or something you know it's very like I don't know something we can't understand um, okay one thing I almost didn't include until I saw the people confirming because on the video I wasn't sure I heard her correctly um, the Emily girl said the student said the face that she looked at kind of seemed to flash back and forth between like a being and then like a lion and I was like did I hear that right a lion yeah because I was like well they said they were glowing and or not really glowing but sort of like luminescent I thought that she said maybe a light because like the audio was hard to hear in the version I was listening to Hmm. but then people had commented 
wherever and like same thing oh that's weird you know kind of like a lion because there's something like that in the bible and I was like what did she really say that and I didn't hear it wrong but so it's possible that like he kept they kept trying to like purport they maybe appear to be different faces like a being a humanish being and then maybe like the lion I don't know but I thought that was interesting yeah. if that was the case yeah I'd never heard anything like that before. That's why I was really unsure at first. Yeah, lion. I mean, yeah, like I said, other people seem to have heard the same thing, but like she was a little timid talking about it. And as right, you would be like, you should like, yeah, anyone that seems to see really, really believable UFO encounters and stuff, they're like, I don't want this. It just happened. <laughs> but um, that's about it. Like I said, once the kids heard the bell ring, it was kind of like the spell was broken. Um, time had felt a little distorted. It could have been shorter, longer than the usual break time. Um, and then, yeah, just like with all the different kids there with the backgrounds and religion, that Emily girl, she was there with her family on a mission trip. She might have said she was originally from Canada. I can't remember, but I I just can't help but wonder if, you know, they are more likely to come see kids and stuff because, and, you know, also a diverse group of them because maybe there would be a more receptive group to talk to rather than adults who are set in their ways and kind of yeah. <laughs> biased and stuff. So I think they probably reported the kids like said exactly what happened to them as best of their abilities and like memories are sucky, but they seem to be pretty consistent for most people's opinions. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Interesting class. By the way, my graduating class. Yeah. we kind of saw some aliens and they what, the now class of ufos oh what was i listening to and then it was um the office had a recyclon or something i was listening to the office ladies it's like yeah yeah it's like okay that's what we have to do the aliens told us then we better get our shit together because <laughs> damn it's like your parents telling you to clean up your room clean up your planet <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> clean that shit up all right well join us on patreon for our, our newest videos and our next bonus patreon video is going to be about april disasters i'm really excited yeah uh I don't know. There's a lot of things that happened in April, apparently. And, you know. I've never heard about this before, so. I've heard once that there was a theory that more things happened then. But then also I can think of at least the Titanic. So we know some crappy things have happened. Yeah. Terrible disasters that you never want to be a part of. (laughs) We'll see you next week for weird weapons yeah weird murder weapons we're gonna find the weirdest ways either people have been killed or attempted to be killed with the weirdest thing that's fun we do talk about the perfect murder weapon sometimes (laughs) so yeah so 
I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) No guns, no axes, hammers. No. Nothing like that. We're gonna go as as weird or strange as we can. Oh yeah, if it involves like a pickle jar, a musical instrument, you know, a car, I don't know, something, (laughs) then we'll go for it. (laughs) yeah i was listening to something where they were talking i honestly can't remember what it was at all oh it happens to me oh (laughs) it was was it from i think it was when i was watching the staircase actually oh and they were talking i think one of the um Weren't they talking about previous cases getting thrown out or something, maybe? And they were talking about a guy that speared himself through his own leg with an ancient, like, javelin or something and had, like, tried to fake that somebody else had tried to kill him by, like, putting a a javelin that was, like, 300 years old like through his leg in like two spots and I was like what yeah I was like well a tripped and fell and landed on this ancient thing yeah the security vault it's not my fault (laughs) yeah so when I when I thought of strange murder weapons I was like yeah ancient javelin through the leg it's pretty interesting but i'm not gonna do that one because like i don't even remember what it was from and it was fake because the guy did it to himself but yeah (laughs) damn yeah that could be a good twist though in the future you never know yeah (laughs) but so it should be a good episode next week Ooh, it's always with a twist I can definitely think of a case if we ever do one that's in that theme. Crimes with a twist. Well, because you know, just sometimes you're just watching the forensic files and you think you know who the killer is, and then you're like, bam, and you don't. <laughs> that just reminds me. Did you get around to watching the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window or whatever. No, because we're oh. trying to finish other things like Mr. Mercedes and stuff. No. Well, things that are taking us way longer. Speaking yeah. of twist at the end. It's Spoiler. Like, oh, um, I'm sure there is. It's like a comedy. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Oh, nice. Yeah, Kristen Bell is good. I love the good. Yeah, there's a a Bailey Sarian. She Netflix gets her to do like a couple times a month, do like a watch along thing, where they'll get her to watch like clips or whatever of a show. And I don't know if they made her watch all of like the series or not, where they showed her like specific clips and had her like comment and try and guess like who's gonna be the killer at the end. And she got it right, like full episodes before the reveal and it was like damn (laughs) yeah no it was pretty good i've listened to a few watch alongs kind of sort of thing or more like 
watch along you know it's more of a review kind of thing of each episode yeah and i'm like oh yeah if i like the host i'll definitely watch that no big deal but yeah that's yeah. So cool that, like they wanted her to I'd be like Whoa. yeah she did it what she did an episode of lucifer she tried to solve she did oh. <laughs> the one show also movie i watched that i didn't watch her thing about but it was like um there's somebody in inside your house or something it was like a teenage like slasher kind of drama movie um oh yeah that does sound like the classic call from inside the house or yeah when a st- or when a stranger calls is kind of the title I guess, yeah those type of yeah original ones but mm. yeah anyway horrors we love them yeah what should we watch next? We can watch something for Patreon. I know people do watch longs for Patreon. I... If they want it, we'll do it. <laughs> the last horror movie I watched was... Well, I'm going to say it's terrible, but I actually the enjoyed Oscars? it. No. <laughs> um, uh, was the Brahms the boy too? It was like the second oh one. Yeah, hmm. you remember like the creepy doll that the girl from The Walking Dead, she's like the main girl in it, and she's supposed to be going oh. to like the weird house and babysit, and it ends up just being this doll, and then they're like, yeah. It's a doll, but it's not really a doll. There's like a boy. Yeah, there. well, they yeah. did like a second movie with it, and then oh, basically just like, yeah, and then <laughs> they basically just walked backwards on everything that they set up in the first one, and we're like, oh, cool, so you just like changed the entire story of the doll? Awesome. Like... Was it entertaining or was just like the plot just deriving you crazy that whole time the way it made no sense and like it was okay yeah yeah but like in the first movie they're like yeah like we had the doll made because he looked like our son or whatever and then right like grandson and then they're like yeah like robert the doll (laughs) yeah and then um I was talking to one girl at work and she's like, yeah, I hated um, that they almost made the movie be supernatural about the doll being possessed. And then they walked back on it and were like, yeah, no, it's actually just like our creepy kid living in the walls that's moving the doll and actually talking to the doll and everybody thinks it's the doll. And then in the second movie, I was like, no, you should watch the second movie then because they also walk backwards on all of that and they make the doll supernatural again and that the doll has been possessing kids to murder their entire families amityville style for like the last 250 years and then it's been the same doll and that that old couple didn't commission the doll to look like their son because the doll's been around for 250 years or whatever and she's like what and i was like yeah they pretty much just like rewrote everything about like the premise of the doll they retconned it okay yeah so yeah. I'm like okay so, like it is possessed it's an entity now it's not based on the one kid it's like 200 years old and it's possessed and Man. all this stuff yeah it was just Horror like okay movies. sometimes i do that like, yeah it was kind of weird let's see if we change it all like for the sequel because sequels are hard <laughs> you're like oh. yeah <laughs> should you change yeah. everything though or maybe keep like one thing that people liked and try and see right. if it works as a sequel 
they had like articles from her like yeah the the doll that's had the same name for two since the 1800s like here's a newspaper article saying that it convinced like a six-year-old to like murder his parents and it's like oh cool it's the original chucky all right yeah something like that (laughs) i mean not that it wasn't good it was like a b horror movie but Mm -hmm. this is kind of like you guys just like messed up everything you guys accomplished in the first one yeah i mean and i can kind of i guess what i was saying is i can overlook a little bit of a shitty plot because as long as it's entertaining (laughs) but if it's not then you're gonna just be like this just has a shitty plot and i'm just watching it it's a waste of time (laughs) yeah i mean yeah Yeah. i felt compelled to watch it at the end to see how it ended I can't not watch the end of movies. It feels like a curse. Oh, I can. (laughs) The amount of movies I, like, log in that I've watched in Letterboxd and then have to log back in 20 minutes later because I've already given up watching them and, like, yeah, no. Well, Mm. if you can't get through 20 minutes, yes. I mean, that's not even worth it. But I remember telling Rain the other night she was um she ended up feeling a little freaked out because she was home alone with the dog we were out doing a man down the street <laughs> and yeah. she was like oh and i said pat you made her watch a freaking murder mystery type movie like <laughs> one of those um hercule pro agatha christie turn movies lately they can uh, do it, like the guy on the train or like murder mystery on the train and then yeah murder on the orient express yes sorry i'm like it's a classic i can't remember the name yes and then like he's like you'll like it there's a new one coming out and then i'm like then she's alone home with the dog and the dog's like barking out at the darkness and she's like texting me being like when you guys coming home and i'm like well (laughs) soon i was like we're literally just down the street we won't be long but yeah (laughs) yeah and i was saying how it's like funny how i can watch a horror movie and like be okay and it'll be funny because if like pat falls asleep i said well sometimes i'll literally feel like more scared as soon as he falls asleep because then i'll feel like i'm alone and then i get more freaked out and it's so illogical but it's just like watching horror movies alone you just like feel creeped out more i don't know see i kind of have this opposite thing where like other people like the movie affecting them too much where they start getting really scared affects me where like I can sit and watch like a horror movie and be like "Mm, cool like and it won't really do anything unless I watch a whole bunch of them yeah um like back to back to back um or it's like true stories um yeah I when I was binge watching like BuzzFeed Unsolved I watched too many of the true crime and supernatural ones like in a row yeah and then definitely let's just say I had problems sleeping for like three days yo for sure for sure I mean some you know it's just like dark 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 (laughs) you're like okay yeah (laughs) too much (laughs) yeah so I tell people at work they're like what did you do and or whatever and or somebody will ask me, like, what's the last movie you watched? And I was like, oh, this morning I was watching, like, whatever. And it's, like, a crazy, like, might as well tell people I was watching Saw 3 over breakfast. And, like, yeah, yeah, I was watching, like, Saw this morning at 7. I woke up at 7, turned on the movie Saw, got ready for work. Saw like, 3, so I had three eggs. 
Yeah. And then people are like, you're watching a horror movie at like 7 a.m. And I'm like, yeah, because it's like, it's a movie. Like, and then lots of times they're only 90 minutes. And that's perfect. I can watch it all before I go to work. Well, I mean, that's, you you gotta do what you do, right? And especially when you gotta fucking go work for the man. (laughs) Yeah, I can't be alone with my thoughts. No, I just do it. Mine and I do it at the end of the day. I'm like, oh, I have been up and now I I have to get up in a few hours, but that's okay. I can take this hour to myself. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, see, I still watch stuff at the end of the day, too. It's just all day, all day, every day. (laughs) It's true. Oh, well, next time, did we say what it was? Yeah. (laughs) And then we talked for like 20 more minutes. All right. Well, if anybody's still listening, thank you for listening. Catch us next week. Bye. Bye. Peter's (sighs) mic drop. No. This has been Castles and Cryptids. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and our YouTube channel. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. On our website, you can listen to all of our episodes as well as view pictures for each of our segments. Check out our Patreon page to view all of our tiers and become a Patreon supporter today to unlock monthly bonus episodes and behind-the-scenes content. We are working on an Ask Us Anything. You can submit questions by social media or by email at castlesencryptids at gmail.com. Do you have a spooky ghost story, a creepy cryptid sighting, or a thrilling true crime tale you would like to share and have us include in a future episode? Send us your listener story by social media or by email please include the name that you would like mentioned. Our music is by Kobe Affair. Our logo and artwork is by Antonio Garcia. Thanks for listening.